What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the London and Lime podcast. And today we're going to be speaking about um, the UFC 298 breakdown and the fights that are going to be happening on that card. So, start off, we see great matchups. We have Volk versus Toporia in the co-main event, Whitaker versus Costa. And then we have in the featured fight, Gary versus Neil. Then we have Marab versus versus Henry Cejudo. And finally, we have, as Ikramal Skarov pulled out, Roman Kapilov taking, filling in for him. Now, as I'm just going to start, I, I'm just going to say Roman Kapilov's going to win. Don't really know who he's fighting, honestly. I, I know he's ranked number 13. I haven't really looked into that fight too much yet. But I know Roman Kapilov's coming in with a huge hype train. One that I think he will continue with another KO win. Has, I think he's coming off of three knockout wins at this point in his career with that huge head kick win in Salt Lake. So that really boosts him. Now I really want to get into this Marab fight. I think that I, I think it's really close between these two. They're both, I mean, I wouldn't call Marab a great wrestler. I think he's the be- one of the best grapplers in the UFC, great clinch game. But there's, I mean, we know his pace, but this isn't a five-round fight, so we'll see what he, we'll see what he can start going if he can, if he can tire out Cejudo. But Cejudo, realistically, is is not going to be taken down in this fight. But Cejudo's very strong. Marab's also pretty strong. You would have to say Marab has the better pace than Cejudo, but Cejudo has better striking and better takedown offense and defense. I don't see Cejudo getting an offense takedown in this fight. Maybe, no, I don't see him getting an offense takedown on the fence. I could see him getting one, just Marab throws something, Cejudo counters it into a takedown. would really like to see that, as Marab is coming off of that 50-45 win against Jan. So, that was very impressive watching that fight live. I mean... I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a very underrated fight. I know both guys, I mean, this puts them it's really hard to say with that band white division at this point. Cause I mean at this you might see, have to see Corey versus Umar, even though I don't even want to get into how Cheeto Vera has the title shot right now. But I think we'll see Corey versus Umar. Marab versus Henry's for the number one contender. And then so whoever wins versus Chandra Cheetah will face the winner of Henry versus Marab. And I don't really know. I'm, personally, I have Marab winning by UD. I have this 29-28-30-27 Marab. I think his clinch game's too good. I think he's just, even though he may not be getting takedowns, he's good enough at holding you up against the fence. And just he's never going to get tired in that octagon, so... I got Marab in that one. Now, I'm going. We're gonna go on to Neil versus Gary. Now, straight up, everyone in the MMA community wants wants Jeff Neil to win. I mean, I I haven't seen a single person who said I want I want Ian Gary to win. Who in their right mind would ever say that at this point? Now, I think Ian Gary's doing. A, actually, no, he's not even doing a good job. If he was if he was smart, he would be playing into the heel right now. Doesn't really seem like he is. He's like he's going after Sean Strickland. I mean, who in their right mind goes after Sean Strickland? I mean, I wouldn't. I'm terrified of him. I think he might he might do something. I mean, 
Fiend Gary really wants to fight Sean Strickland, he will get killed. Maybe before the fight, probably in the fight. Hard to tell. And, I mean, I don't really see anyone that Ian Gary can beat at the top of the division. I could see him beating Jeff Neal. I mean, now we've seen Ian Gary knocked down once in his career. He got knocked down by, uh, who was I honestly totally forget. But I know it was on, um, it was on the John Jones versus Cito Gone card. He got knocked down in that fight bad. I mean, he looked like he learned from his mistake he got the KO win in the, in the last round. But, I mean, Jeff Neal's a very underrated striker. You can't take him down. I mean, if he finds hit the chin, I mean, Jeff Neal beat Bilal Muhammad. People forget that he beat Bilal Muhammad, lost to Neil Magny. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, uh, I'm 50-50 on this one. I'm 50-50 on almost every fight on this card. Um, personally, I would say I got I got Jeff Neal. I think Jeff Neal is going to find the chin in round round three. I think he's going to find a way. As, I mean, he almost he wobbled Shavkat in that fight. He KO'd Bilal Muhammad. And we've seen, even though people may not like him, Bilal Muhammad has a very good chin. So I got Jeff Neal by third round TKO, KO. I think, I think he'll find the chin. Now, moving on to the co-main event. I'm really a fan of this co-main event. Obviously, we've got Robert Whitaker versus Paulo, Pull-Out, Costa. It's hard to say who's going to win. I mean, Paulo Costa hasn't fought since August of 2022. That was on the Leon Edwards versus Usman 2 card. That was his last fight. I mean, that, I, uh, that was way too long ago. I mean, I can't remember. What I was doing at that point, I remember watching the card. I thought, I mean, when you're getting wobbled by Luke Rockhold, who's 40 years old, and was cursing you out the entire fight, I mean, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. I He hasn't taken a hard fight since Vittori. I don't know if he's taken another fight since Vittori. He, went, he got KO'd by Izzy, lost a UD to Vittori. I mean... How was Vittori looking in his last fights? I mean, he lost to Izzy. He he beat, who was it, Roman Delice, I think it was. Uh, I don't know if that's fine. Then, then he got destroyed by Cannoneer. So, set a middleweight record for most significant strikes. I really, this fight puts the winner one fight away from the title. I would say the winner of this fight should either face Hamzat Chimaev. I, I don't even want to see Costa versus Chimaev. I think Costa would actually do have easy work with Chimaev. He should have, should have really. I know he had a staff infection, but he really should have tried to stay in that fight. Or anything, just try and rebook it because I think I think Chimaev has been blessed with matchups against smaller guys. I mean, if he if he would have fought Usman five rounds, if he would, if that fight would have just straight up been five rounds, Usman still no train Chimaev Usman. If that fight would have been Full training camp three rounds, Usman wins. Full training camp five rounds, Usman wins. He fought a small Gilbert Burns at 170. I mean, Gilbert Burns is great. But at that point, Gilbert Burns wasn't even... I don't even think Gilbert Burns was in his prime yet. I mean, Gilbert Burns was coming off of... Was it a loss to Usman? I think it might have been a loss to Usman. At that point in his career. Uh, I mean... 
I would say Gilbert Burns really got into his prime after the Neil Magny win. But then he also lost to Bilal Mahan. But he was injured in that fight, so that's just not a good fight to look at. He, he got really hurt in round one. So uh, that fight's not a good fight to look at. But I think I think Burns looked – I mean, Burns looked good against Jumai. We almost KO'd him in round, at the end of round two. Jumai is very good at panic shooting, though, when he's hurt. He's really good at grabbing that takedown. Going back to this fight, Whitaker coming off of the TKO loss to Drakus. I mean, when that fight happened, people thought Drakus got lucky. At this point, it's clear Drakus, I think, has looked very good. That nose surgery might actually have been real, but Morris gone into that. I'm not the biggest fan of Drakus. I really thought Robert Whitaker was going to KO him in round one or round two. So seeing Robert Whitaker drop round one to him and then seeing Drakus stun him in round two and, and look very good in that fight, I was surprised. Uh, so looking at this fight, I think Rob Costa is gonna be way bigger, but Costa looked terrible in his last fight. He hasn't fought. He hasn't fought in a year and a half. Uh, I think a year and a half is a long time. We see what happened to Colby Covington, and his last fight was against an unranked Luke Rockhold. Stunned him. I've 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 got to go Whitaker at this point, right? You got to go Whitaker. I got Whitaker by UD. Whitaker thirty twenty seven UD. Yeah, that's fine. And then the main event. Now I said I'm I'm almost fifty fifty on every fight on this card except the main event. I think Alexander Volkanovski is going to dismantle the hype train of Ilya Tapori. I don't care how good Ilya has looked in his last fight against Bryce Mitchell with the submission win after the knockdown. I don't care how good he looked against Josh Emmett with the boxing. Alexander Volkanovsky, in my opinion, has the... the mm, I think Islam has the highest IQ. Islam, Izzy, John Jones, and Volk have the highest IQs in MMA. Their IQs are unmatched. No one else no one else is even close. I mean, Demetrius Johnson, obviously, and George St. Pierre, but DJ's in another promotion, and GSP's retired, and Habib's retired. Those four guys, I think, have the greatest minds. I wouldn't say Izzy has the greatest mind grappling-wise. He's very capable. We almost saw him submit Gaston, man. But John Jones, one of the highest IQs, except for Anthony Smith. He said John Jones isn't that smart, so I wouldn't really understand that one personally. But I think Volk has maybe the highest IQ all around besides Islam, especially striking. He's number two striking, number two grappling, in my opinion. He just understands how fighting works. He understands when to go for it. He's he's the best at in fight adjustments. He can he can change if he can change what's going on in the fight. We saw we saw him do that against Islam. We saw him do that against Holloway in the second fight. We saw him do that against we saw him do that against Yair Rodriguez. Didn't really have to do against Ortega. He just killed Ortega. But I mean, I, I'm I'm just going off that Yair Rodriguez win. No, I understand Volk's coming off a KO win. But Volk's got KO'd before, and he, had, and he didn't lose for another decade. So, I mean, Volk's just... When we look at the Yair fight, Yair was on that inside, inside leg kick with a hook behind it. Then we saw round three, Yair go inside leg... Now, Volk was already dominating this fight. He went inside leg kick, and he looked Volk just absolutely crushed him with a, with a counter hook. And then he... In, huge... Clinch punches into a beautiful takedown. 
and then he just he just went for it, got the TKO win. Now, obviously, Tapori coming off of the submission ring is Bryce Mitchell. Now that Bryce has Bryce technically didn't lose really up to that point in his UFC career, besides the Ultimate Fighter, but. And then he beat the man that KO'd Bryce Mitchell in two minutes, uh, Josh Emmett. Now, Tapore versus Emmett, I think, as we know, Josh, Josh Emmett's a one-hit one hit KO kind of guy. If he, if he finds the chin, he's going to knock you out. He didn't find the chin on Tapore. Tapore is very crisp boxing. And and that's, he just, he got the UD win. Great UD win. Now, I think Volt's major weakness is fighting someone that's taller than him. As the only fights he's ever had trouble with. The only fights he's ever had trouble with in his career was the second fight against Holloway, where he was knocked down twice. And the fight against Islam. Both fights against Islam. Because he was. In the second fight against Islam, we saw left high kick. Holloway fight high kick. I mean. Both those guys are 5'11", so then they have um, long legs. Support is 5'7", both 5'6". They both have the same reach about. So I don't see Tapori getting a head kick knockout. I don't see Tapori uh, submitting Volk. Volk, in my opinion, is unsubmit. He just can't get submitted. He's unsubmittable. I mean, Tapori looks like a destroyer of worlds against Emmett. I, I'm just, but he, and then I look at Tapori and I go look at the Josh, and I look at the Jai Herbert fight. He almost got KO'd in, in a minute against Jai Herbert. I guess that's that lightweight, but he still almost got KO'd. And when he got the KO against Jai Herbert, he was wobbled. You see, he got the KO while being rocked, so. I have no idea who's actually going to win this one. No, I, I, that's a lie. I, I think Volk will either get third round TKO again or he's going to dominate his way to an easy five round decision. I'm talking he's just going to dismantle Toporia like like he's dismantled Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, Max Holloway in the third fight. I think that's what Volk's going to do to him. I think Volk is going to pick his shot very good. He, he knows what he's coming off of and that's a knockout loss and he knows this is pretty much he only has a couple more fights my opinion. The only fight Volk really has left is he has this fight. If he beats Toporia, then he could go. I mean, I don't really see Max. If Max beats Gaethje, and that would make him the next up for the lightweight title, why would he drop back down featherweight? Maybe he would. I mean, I could see it. But I could see Volk just saying, give me Mozart. I mean, that's he would easily beat Mozart. That would be dis- he would dismantle Mozart, but I mean, who is left besides him? I mean, you can't really go Yair or or take if they win, because he because he destroyed both of them. I mean, this is the definition of no one being left in a division for Volk if he if he beats Toporia. There will be no one left, and the bad thing is is I- I'm an Islam fan. But it's just, it sucks to see Volk taking the fight on short notice and lost. Because now it's it's like you you took your chance, you went up, you got knocked out by Islam. If he would have gotten up and he would have made that fight close again, he would have been like, okay, he won again, let's do the trilogy. But he got knocked out in round one. So it's really hard to say 
it's really hard to say. Come on, let's give Volk, let's give Volk another shot at Islam. They just and there's gonna be and there's like a four person line for Islam at this point. I mean, let's say winner of Charles Sarukian, winner of Gagey Holloway, and then it's gonna be Poirier if he beats Saint Denise or Saint Denise who beats Poirier, and then they beat the loser of Oliveira Sarukian. Like that's the third in line. I mean, Volk's the fourth. Even though he's a champ, he's the fourth in line because he already lost it Islam twice. I mean, it it really sucks to see him lose, but uh, there's nothing left. I would say if Volk wins this, he could honestly just retire on top. No one really gets to do that anymore. If he if he wins this, unless he really, I'm like, I could see the fourth fight against Holloway, but it's gonna be a year. Honestly, like eight months of waiting for a fight for Volk. He may fight in December if he's lucky. It's just because they're not gonna let Sean move up after one. If they let Sean O'Malley move up after one title defense, I think as fans we need to go out to the UFC. We need to go to the UFC headquarters and protest. I do not care if you're a fan of Sean O'Malley. Double champ status fights should only be. If you have cleared out your division, Israel Asanya cleared out his division. I want to say right now, go back and watch the Blahovich fight versus Asanya, and watch that fight. No, no bias that you don't like Izzy. Watch that fight. I've watched that fight. I'm a huge Izzy fan. Izzy's my favorite fighter, and I scored that fight 48-47. Izzy, I had him one, two, three. The judges in that night, if you really look at it, were pretty bad. I mean, that was the night where Jan faced Sterling, and and uh, the. One of the judges had it tied up. I think two of them had it tied up to Sterling going in the fifth. I mean, if Jan doesn't throw that knee, Sterling might have still been able to win that fight if he has a takedown. So it's it's uh it's it. I think it's just gonna be a, a good fight, but champ 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 stats. I mean, Islam wants to move up, but there's too many people waiting. So. I, even though I would love to see the Leon fight. Leon wants to move up. Leon actually has a chance at moving up if he beats Bilal and Shopcott. I would say move up and face and face middleweight, unless it's Izzy, because they're both signed under the same manager, Tim Simpson. So can't really do that. Pereira's not going up to heavyweight. I would love this if Izzy beats um Drakus, he, he you could honestly just say yeah I don't care what you do move up give Sean give Hums on an interim fight. Because, I mean, who, I mean, it's Israel Asanya, dude's the second biggest star in the sport. He sells pay-per-views every time. John Jones and McGregor, they sell pay-per-views. I actually wouldn't even say John, John Jones probably sold a lot in his return fight, but I really wouldn't say John Jones is selling a lot of fights in his final three-fight run versus Gustafson, Santos, and Reyes, and Smith. Well, Smith, no, it went, it went, um, Smith, Santos, Reyes, three UDs by John Jones. He actually split decision win against Ray Santos. I mean, he won that fight. I watched it. I think he won that fight. Ah, but there's really no one else that can move up for champ champ stats. I mean, my opinion, if Aljo would have beat O'Malley, then he 100% could have said, I want champ champ stats against Volk. And that would have worked out perfectly if he would have just beat O'Malley. And they would have probably said, okay, at this point, we've got to give it to you. Let's give Toporia Max Holloway for a number one contender spot. But the problem would have been if I mean I could actually I could have seen Aljo I'm not really being bold, but I mean I still don't get they I feel like they just do Aljo dirty every time. I mean at first they say 
here's three months to tur- to turn around against O'Malley. It's going to be a lot of pay-per-views. We all know at this point, and we all know at this point, Sean O'Malley does not sell pay-per-views. He cannot sell a pay-per-view. That's why they're stacking 299 to be one of the, to be as good as, or just a bit below 300 level. They just know we need to make O'Malley the star. And he's just not a star. He, he can't talk on the mic. I talk on the mic better. Uh, if you gave me a mic and you put Sean O'Malley right across from me, I would I would be better on I would be better at talking to Sean O'Malley. People would be more interested in what I had to say. I mean the dude I mean you see what Sean Strickland did to him. I mean Volk could probably beat him on the mic if he really wanted to. I mean Cheeto beat him on the mic. Toporia could beat him. Toporia I mean the only time I've ever seen Sean O'Malley is the definition of Twitter fingers. I mean if you don't even see what he said on his podcast, he was like, Yeah, I had to ask my my uh, coach what to say on Twitter. Who asked their coach what to say on Twitter? What is this? You, you need a PR team to make, to make a response to Ilya Teporia, a dude that doesn't even speak English. You, you need a you need a PR team to respond. I mean, to me, Sean O'Malley's an embarrassment of a champion. He's just not good. He's not good at fighting. I know people, all, all his twelve year olds make. Ugh, all his twelve year olds are are huge fans of his persona, of his colored hair. I was a fan of Sean O'Malley when I was twelve. I'll tell you that much. When he was fighting. I couldn't even name him. Couldn't even name him. Paiva. That was Paiva. I think I was like, I don't even know how old I was when he fought that. I'll tell you, I was just, I was a fan of Sean O'Malley when he fought that guy. I was I was a fan of Sean O'Malley when he fought Peter Yan because Peter Yan, I don't know who's really. I'm like Peter Yan. I think watching Peter Yan is very good to watch, but being a fan of Peter Yan, two completely different things. They were just. Aljo haters. Then they felt bad for Peter Yan. There's only Peter Yan fans out there. And the Russian fans, obviously. But, you know, I don't like... I, I gotta get back to this. I, I'm saying no chance, chance after Sean O'Malley. And wrap it up. I got Volkanovski by domination. Come. UFC 298. Thank you all for listening. Sorry for the ending. Just got a bit upset about talking about Sean O'Malley. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening.